Tonight begins the sacred triduum, the three holiest days. Last night, today, we celebrate Passover too with the Jewish community, and these two things come together beautifully because in the first reading, we have the reading about the Passover, the remembrance of that event when God led his people out of the slavery of Egypt and brought them into the freedom of the promised land. And then we read in the second reading about the new Passover. In fact, Jesus was celebrating the Passover the very night of the Last Supper. That's what they were celebrating. And in the celebration of that, he gave them a new covenant, gave them the Eucharist. So the night is, is, a, is kind of complex, um, and yet very simple at the same time. It's complex because we celebrate several things. This is the night that we believe that Jesus instituted the Eucharist, because it's on this night uh, when he said those words, this is my body, this is my blood, eat, drink. And he said, whenever you do this, do this in memory of me. And so we've been doing it in memory. How many times just this year alone have we said those exact same words? My last parish, uh, we had eight Masses on Sunday and two on Saturday night and one on Saturday morning and oftentimes three on Saturday afternoon. There were more Masses in, uh, than I could ever believe. And so how many times, St. Joseph's, will they celebrate in one year? I would say thousands of times repeating those words. And we've been doing it for over 2,000 years. So um, we have to appreciate that we are relating history, but what we're really celebrating, we're not really celebrating history, we're remembering history, but we're really celebrating mystery. And this moment of Eucharist that is so precious to us, this idea of Christ being present in the bread and wine. Now, I don't know about you, but I think symbol is very powerful. And recognition, sometimes of a word, of a sound, can, can unite people, it can recall. So I'll give an example. Uh, say what follows. I want four words that, re, that follow after what I'm about to say. Our Father. Hello. How would you know that, except that is our tradition, and that's our prayer, and, and it's so familiar, it unites every one of us. In fact, in my opinion, standing up here at the altar, it is the most responded to moment in the Mass. I, I hear the unity and the strength of that prayer more than any other thing that we say during the Mass, and I just think it's, it's a very familiar thing. Now I'll give you something else. It's not exactly a word, but... I'm going to do four things and then ask you to do the next four, okay? Da, 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 da. How do you know that? How do you know that? Four notes, and everybody knows it. And it is the most played piece in the classical repertoire, I believe, uh, more than anything else. And even though people may not know it's Beethoven, and even they may not know it's his Fifth Symphony, they know those notes. I'll give you one in Spanish. I'm going to do two things, and then you do the third. Evil there. How do you know that? Two words. Two notes. And we're all on the same page. Well... Jesus was a master. He even refers to himself as master and teacher. 
Jesus knew how to reach into our soul and connect us to him. And he knew the importance of being able to do that forever. I mean, we're celebrating this mystery of the cross, this mystery of giving himself to us in food that would nourish our inner spirit, that would feed our deepest hungers and take care of our, our, our deepest thirsts. And so he gathered them at the meal. The Passover meal was a very ordinary thing for him to do with them. That was not extraordinary. But what was extraordinary was that he placed another layer of meaning and symbol on this meal. And he said, this will be the way you'll remember me, and I will be with you. You will know my presence. And I tell you, presence is more than physical. Most of all, it's spiritual. And even between us as people, you know, there are, you've heard my story hundreds of times, there are people married that go through years who have very little spiritual connection. And when that spiritual connection isn't there, sometimes marriage can be quite a drudgery. But we long for that spiritual relationship, that spiritual friendship that connects our hearts, our souls, our hopes, our dreams. And that's what Jesus gives us tonight. It's complex because there's a lot of mixture going on here. But the most simple thing that is so beautiful, it's, it's, it's almost breathtaking to me, is what he does only in John's Gospel, only in this Gospel, where he, at that supper, in all of that celebration, removed his outer garment and put on an apron. And then he proceeded to wash the feet of his apostles. It must have been shocking. That's what a servant does. And that's what servants did when travelers or even the household came from a, a little traveling and came in with dirty feet from the dusty road and their sandals. The servants, the first thing they did is wash their feet at the door before they even came into the house. But it was a servant task. But Jesus took that on himself. He did a servant task. And not to his equals, but to the people he had come to bring the kingdom of God to. And he washed their feet, and when he finished, of course he had to argue with Peter a little bit, who uh, tried to take charge right away, no, you can't do that, no, then, then wash all of me. After he washed his feet, he said, what I have just done for you, you must do for one another. And for me, that is so simple but so profound at the same moment that that at that meal where he, in a way, promised to be always present to us, he called us to something, to be true servants in this world. And not in some glorious way where we could attract a bunch of attention, but to wash the feet, to wash the feet of others. Now, you know, it, it wouldn't be extraordinary just to have somebody wash our feet, um, how many people here get pedicures? Pedicures. I do, but I do. I never would have ever in my life thought I'd get a pedicure. But after I had my hip surgeries, I couldn't bend. I, I couldn't put my socks on for a couple of years. I had to have this thing with straps and put the sock over, and then put it in and with the straps pull up my sock. And, 
and um, had to use a stick to push the socks off. I couldn't bend. So I, I had to go get a pedicure. I couldn't cut my nails. I, couldn't, I, didn't, I, I was too embarrassed to ask somebody to do it for me. So I went and paid someone to do it for me. And I said, oh, these women are so smart. This is just an extraordinary thing. Man, if you've never had a pedicure, I tell you, go do it. it, it it's wondrous. It really is. And, um, and, and it's good care for the feet, for the body. But that's not what we're talking about. That's a profession. That's kind of a luxury. It's, it's, it's a delight. But the servant just washed the feet, a true servant. Why would Jesus ask this of us? What is he getting at? I believe it's Albert Schweitzer said, if you really want to be happy in life, serve others. And I, I believe it's true. I believe that, that for me, the thing about priesthood that is, is I think the most glorious is, is the servanthood. It, it's, it's, it's extraordinary to do something for someone and to be able to be a part of what produces joy or gratitude. I'm pretty sure that's why so many teachers love their profession, to serve these children or adults and to be able to see them grow in their knowledge and understanding, and that you were part of the cause of that. And I think Jesus wasn't just saying, you must serve and wash the feet of others so that other feet would get washed. It was much more than that. It was so that we would come to know the joy of service. We would come to know that service as a real way of loving in this world. So on this night that we celebrate for the first time, the Last Supper, and we celebrate this gift to us of his presence, his spiritual presence as food for our spirit, and then get this added bonus because of John's gospel, it's the call to serve, the call to learn how to serve others out of love. That's what this night is about, and it leads us perfectly up to this event tomorrow, the crucifixion and death of the Lord, and even more gloriously to the great event on Sunday, our celebration of Easter. Yo imagino que estaba entendiendo más o menos, pero quiero enfocar poquitito en eso. Esta noche celebramos la institución de la Eucaristía, porque en esta noche... En la segunda lectura oímos la palabra de Jesús diciendo, ese es mi cuerpo, ese es mi sangre, comen, beben. Y también está conectado con la primera lectura, el, el, um, la Pascua, porque estamos celebrando este evento como los judíos ayer y este día. Pero en el centro de esta celebración, de esta uh, última cena, Um, tenemos Jesús en el, en el Evangelio de San Juan y solo en San Juan que Él, él empieza a lavar los pies de los, los apóstoles pero más que simplemente lavando los pies Él dice que tú, ustedes tienen que hacer lo mismo lavar los pies de uno al otro y yo creo que Él estaba levantando enfrente de nosotros un ejemplo tan grande, tan importante el acto de servicio, el acto de amor. Este era el acto de Jesús y Él invita a nosotros a vivir lo mismo acto en nuestras vidas 
y ven uh, y recibir el significado de la vida que Él da a nosotros en este acto y prepara a nosotros por este amor que vamos a recibir en este evento de la cruz y más que todo el evento de la resurrección del Señor.